Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's going on, Carrington? Hey, 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 Kyle. Nothing. Uh, what, what's that? What do you listen to? Only listen to the greatest inning gaming podcast of all time. Real Dudes Podcast. Hold on, hold on. Real Dudes Podcast? Yeah, you heard me right. Real Dudes Podcast, the greatest place to find indie reviews, interviews with developers, composers, journalists, and so much more. What? What? Oh, hold on, hold on. Where can I listen to Real Dudes Podcast? They have a website at realdudespodcast.com or even your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and much more. Okay. Well, now that I know about Real Dudes Podcast, I am canceling all of my plans. I'm skipping work, and I'm going to just go and listen to them. Dude, that's what I did. Real Dudes Podcast, the greatest indie gaming podcast of all time. Welcome to Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And I'm Julian, um, founding member, founder of Warframe, um, Rank Master, one of the original founders. <laughs> and welcome to episode seven. As you'll notice, uh, Cody's not here today. He wasn't feeling very well, um, but we did have Julian come in for this game because of the fact that he is well-versed in the game and also part of the community. Um, Jeff, you want to take us away? Nope, because I forgot to look it up. So, uh, while I'm doing that, uh, Julia, you said you were the, a founder. What does that mean? So, pretty much it was like a Kickstarter. People that believed in the game, you paid a certain amount of money. They just gave you like a weapon, a frame. Yeah, it was a gun, melee weapon, and Excalibur Prime, and some in-game currency. But that's it. And like, you have a rank also in-game. Where like it'll say alkalides and it'll say um like founder rank master rank grandmaster etc. Pretty much, that was it. But it was, it was still free to play. It's just where people like, you know, felt like paying some money to help the company out. Pretty much because Digital Extremes, um, also known as DE, they like they put everything into this game. Because I think it was Star Trek Online. It was a financial failure, and then they dipped everything into Warframe, and it's been a massive success and a dramatic change over the past, like, years. Just, like, you'll never see a Warframe 2, because a lot of times we'll have massive content updates that'll just update the game dramatically. So, I, I'm i glad you're here, because I, just spoilers, I really enjoy playing this, uh, this week, but I, there's a lot of questions I have, so I'm glad you're here, but... 
uh, to fill in for Cody. I don't know how he does it, but I'm pulling this right from Wikipedia. Warframe is uh, a free-to-play game developed by Digital Extremes, as Julian said. It was released in 2013 and was later ported to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the community jokingly says the that the PC community are the beta testers because they'll release something in the PC first, then the consoles with the bugs ironed out. Yeah, that seems to happen with a lot of games, actually. I know, for example, Hi-Rez, whenever they used to do their playtesting, or actually, when they do their playtesting, it's always on PC. And then when they do the content update for all the game, it goes to every single game, and then they update it all. So, But yeah, most of them, they do PC first, and then they update mm-hmm. to the consoles as well. So um, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay here. This game, when you first pull it up, it's kind of like a third-person shooter in a way, but that's just the normal gameplay of it. There's so many other levels of gameplay in this that it's it's really quite interesting how it is. Um, you got like your your third-person shooter part of it, but then you also have like a leveling system, like an RPG where you can level your characters, you can add different items to the characters and level those items on top of it. And then you also have a crafting aspect of the game as well. So it's almost like, you know, an RPG, third-person shooter, as well as like a Minecraft or, you know, other some other game that you're crafting in. It's quite interesting. And something to be noted about this game, the user interface or the UI is you standing in your ship walking around to the different menu items to be able to access to them. There is a quick access option. Julian was telling me about it when we were when we were at work talking about the game, but he's on PC and I was one wasn't sure if there was one on Xbox, but as I was playing tonight I looked it up and there is a quick access as well on there. Yeah, uh so for me just on its own this game as a as a third person action game is really fun like to do like action and mix with rpg elements usually the action suffers so i think of like a a mass effect specifically mass effect one where it was an action rpg but the action was kind of secondary to the rpg elements so it didn't quite have the tight controls it wasn't as um, enjoyable to slay things but in this like it's so fun. So as it is a shooter, you have uh, two guns. Uh, now, you may get later in the game, and this may change. Uh, Julian will know for sure. But you get a, a primary weapon, a handgun, and this is just like... There's so much to this game, I didn't really get that f- deep into it yet. So feel free to jump in, Julian, if, if I'm missing something or saying something wrong. But you get a, a primary gun, a pistol... And then like a melee weapon. So my character was basically Genji from Overwatch. uh, Except if Genji had two guns. So I had a a sword and uh, my two guns. And then you have like an active ability. Where you'd sprint in and kind of slice up a couple of the enemies. There's like stealth kills. And just the moment to moment action of fighting mobs. And cutting them in half or shooting them from a distance. And watching the numbers fly off. It's just really fun to play, even if it didn't have the RPG elements and all those things that get really, really addictive. Just as on a pure action game, it's really good. Yeah, that's something that even just from the get-go in the beginning of the game, it was like, um, because I remember at the time my brother and I were like, oh, this looks cool. It's like Space Ninjas and 
very action heavy and you can you know uh, uh walk or run on uh, wires and the movement the, the way that it's like a parkour system which actually that improved from the since the beginning too it's much it's uh, it's more fluid the melee system as well because um back in the day it was just like basic slashes or hits with a staff or um, you know basic slashes with a dagger but now they actually do mo uh, mocap animations of like actual martial arts with it and it looks very badass jeff as you said like you know the frames you got weapons and then the the warframe itself has abilities and that's like lightly touching it because um on top of the four abilities uh, every frame in the game also has something called um, augment mods which many times can change how you play the frame like for example the frame you mentioned um, what do you mean by frame uh the warframe is like the the character you play is basically like the one you sent me you oh okay yeah right. yeah the one you made like genji or basically was Genji, um, that, that Warframe is uh, Excalibur. For example, one augment he has is um, it's called Chromatic Blade, and based on how you change your energy color, it's going to change the element type of his um, ultimate ability, which is his energy sword. And then um, there's one of the starting characters is Volt, so his basic abilities are he shoots a, a lightning bolt, uh, he increases speed, melee attack speed, running speed, and reload speed for the entire team, a shield, which is his third ability, and his fourth, his ultimate is a um, AoE electric burst attack. So one of his augments is that when you cast your speed, you will emit an AoE electric field that when you walk past enemies, it'll basically do like um, crowd control CC. So they'll like they'll look their they'll put their hands in the air and they'll be electrified. But see what I love a lot about the game is the customization for the builds. Like you have the basic attacks and it's uh, power strength, range, efficiency. So the way I made for example like you can for example Volt, um, the electric one, you can increase his range and power strength where his ultimate will have even more range, same with his other abilities. Now the way I built mine is extremely low range, but the power strength, because the base stats is 100% across the board, but mine's has 337% power strength, extremely low range, but the way I built him, I basically got the idea from the flash. So I gave the augment shocking speed, where he has an AoE field of electricity, but he runs so fast that when I run past the enemies, they'll be crowd controlled and I can kill them with a melee weapon. And I built my melee weapon to be very strong to be able to to um, do this, basically. So that's an example, like, it's this mass customization. There's, there's just a lot to this game. Yeah, I and there's little things that we found out while playing, but one of the things I like, they even have, like, a max pain thing where, like, if you double jump and then hold the left trigger to kind of aim down sights, you slowly glide yeah. across the stage the glide, yep. and you can shoot things. Like, it's... It's so fun. Like, like I haven't gotten much into the RPG elements of it yet because to me, as a beginner, is a little overwhelming. Like, I picked up the mods and they tell you what they do, but there's like small grid that you put them in and kind of power yourself up. But I hadn't fully got my brain around it. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. I I like how the quest will kind of drip feed you the um content pretty much because yeah, it's it's a lot. Like, it's just a lot to throw in because you have you know your warframes. Uh, weapons there's even pets there's um a thing called arch wing where you can fly in space and it's a very it's super fast if anyone's ever heard of this game called zone of the enders the flying feels very similar to that um there's also these snowboards i didn't even know there was flight in the game yeah see and that's a thing you um you'll have later one of the quests 
and then another one is um snowboards which is in one of the uh, open world areas but it's not it's, it's yeah so i know awesome. right? you're like oh, well, like what snowboards but it's like sci-fi snowboards <laughs> because you can mod it grind and you like you can actually damage the enemies by like i think it's um one of the mods is uh it's like your trick score multiplied by a certain amount will do this aoe damage around the enemy so you can make a grand entrance so in other words, what Julian is saying is, whatever game you thought you wanted to play, it's all rolled into one in this game here. Yeah, they just yeah, that's here. oh, and this was cool too. They have modular weapons too. You can make your craft your own weapons, like with unique stats. You can name it too. Um, yeah, right. and then you can even without spending any money, you can just change your color palette of your character and even your ship and your guns. So what you said about customizability is totally true like i've seen people just online with vastly looking different characters which is cool that you can just make it your own as opposed to something like diablo where you're kind of stuck and your only customizations are the armor you pick up but you're kind of stuck with what it looks like yeah and they uh it's yeah huge customization options are like like the the colors energy color um attachments they have a thing it's called the saidana but it's basically like a cape and they have very unique uh looking ones like ones are like uh, butterfly wings uh, one looks like a jetpack. Uh, one's like a you know classic Superman cape. Massive options, and the weapons you can color differently as well. And some of the weapons have different skins that'll make it uh, look like a, almost like a metallic finish, which is pretty cool too. So I got one more question. Um, these type of games, uh, the looter shooters or just any kind of looting RPG, uh, a lot of people talk about the late game. Um, is that good here? Um, in my opinion, yes. They've recently added something called um, arbitrations, which are these really hard missions or um, alert missions basically and it like uh it normally when you go down in the game you can someone can revive you in arbitrations when you die you die you're out and it's high level enemies your builds of your weapons and your frames have to be powerful because it's very easy to die real quick pretty much like when new content comes out people will just like go and farm and um craft try to craft new weapons and this happened within the last like few weeks they replaced the old, uh, they had a tactical alert system where uh, it would be in a random alert, you get some kind of reward, like a, a rare mod or a certain rare resource. So they replaced that with this new alert system where you have dailies and weeklies and you get a certain amount of points and then you go up a rank and you'll get this currency that you can use to purchase said skins or rare resources. And with this new event, or sorry, new alert system, they have a... a character called the wolf of saturn 6 that's really tanky and pretty strong like i have a high-end builds and he still takes forever to kill he takes a minute like people a lot of people the community says he feels like a boss battle and it's kind of nice <laughs> so is that like um say like world of warcraft whenever you had the high level big raids where you had to have like 20 people in a raid is that something similar in this game like what you're talking about no, because the alerts are just, like, super difficult. And the wolf, he just, like, he's, like, a... That's another thing in this game. A lot of times you kill a boss, you'll get, quote, a mark. And then there's different... Um, you'll be basically marked for assassination. And then randomly during a mission, this character called Stalker will appear. And, like, in a very, like, dramatic way, too. Like, the lights will flicker and it'll make, like, a this, like, flickering noise. And then um, you'll see his um, dialogue pop up on front of your screen and like on the corner of your screen and he'll say um you know oh you have to pay for your sins and he shows up and you fight him it's very like scary when you first start the game not so much afterward because then he's not difficult to defeat however the wolf is like that he appears like that and he's extremely challenging it's very random but the end game is like i said arbitrations 
that's definitely challenging. They used to have raids, but they got rid of it. Um, I don't remember the reason why, but they are going to plan to revisit it later. So when I was playing the other day, I dropped down on one of the missions, and I actually dropped down with other people. And so what is the max amount of people that you can play with at a given time in this game? It's four people, unless the game bugs, and then it's five people, which is a funny bug that's happened a couple times to me. <laughs> I was like, sweet, one more person. That's awesome. Okay, so the battling aside... Let's talk a little bit about the actual modding and the creating of weapons and all that within the gameplay. So um, in the marketplace, you can choose to buy stuff with you know the in-game currency plot, or a lot of times it's, uh, it's credits and you buy the blueprint. And then um, when you buy the blueprint, you go to your foundry, which is located in the ship, and then it'll tell you uh, what resources are needed to uh, get a set to help to craft said weapon. And then when you go to the planets over it, um, you select the planets on the bottom right, it'll tell you um, resources a planet has. And then you can uh, basically do any mission type and the enemies will drop said resources and you can um, get the components that way. Now there are certain ways to make it more efficient. Like that's how I tend to play. Um, I tend to really make everything as efficient as possible. Cause then if you're gonna, people jokingly call it that war farm, you know, cause it's a farming, you know, loot shooter game. I, I do love it though, it's fun. But if I'm gonna farm for something, I'll try to be as like efficient as possible. Like there's a um, frame that he, uh, like there's a damage type called slash. So you literally cut the enemy to pieces. And then with him, he has this ability called desecrate where each individual piece will be a reroll on the loot table so you can get resources with him very fast. So people were typically like on a farming run are gonna run Necros, which is the frame I just discussed. Another one called Hydroid, that he's a water frame. Um, and his ultimate, there's an augment you can give him where enemies hit by the tentacles have a 100% chance to drop additional loot. That's an example. All right, well, uh, we're gonna take a break real quick. Hi, I'm Tessa. And I'm Elliot. And this is Tessa and Elliot Argue. Do you like weird headlines? Guy on Ambient accidentally proposes to girlfriend, wakes up and doesn't remember any of it. Florida gun owners plan to shoot at Hurricane Irma. Plane forced to turn back after mother forgets newborn at airport. If any of this caught your attention, you can find us at TessaElliotArgue.com. We come out every Sunday morning. Check us out. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. My name is Taylor Eland, and I host a show called Just Think, where I look into philosophy, theology, and other scientific ologies to figure out the underlying workings of an argument. If you would like to learn something new every week while getting both sides of a theory, go ahead and check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts, along with various other networks on Sundays. All right, we are back. Um, we're discussing Warframe. Um, um, Julian, what does paying within the game get you for this game? So paying in this game, all it does is gives you swag, pretty much. Like, they have a thing called Prime Access, where, yeah, you can get the, um, the Prime Frame and some Prime Weapons immediately, but you can all that you can farm. Now the prime accessories, those you do have to pay with them, um, plot, but it's just swag. Gives you no in-game advantage. And the other thing you pay for is um, pay to save time, that's it. Like, I work a lot, so I'm a, I am a whale in this game, I'll admit it. You know, like, um, I do I have farm a few times, but a lot of times I was like, oh, new thing, buy it. And it's, but it's all farmable. All you do is you save time, that's it. And even when you buy it, you still have to level it. Yeah. Like. 
a person can just start in this game right and say they drop, I don't know, a grand. Yeah, you have all the weapons, but that's it. The weapons are going to be a very, very base damage. The mods, that's what's going to make the weapons stronger. So, I mean, I had a friend of mine, because um, he had it on, um, on the Xbox, he made another account for the PC to play my brother and I, and he, uh, he was like Mastery Rank 8. But his weapons were extremely powerful because I help him to make his mods stronger so its builds are stronger than people I've seen with Mastery Rank 26 or 27 because he built his weapons very powerfully. And that had nothing to do with, you know, the type of weapon he bought. It has to do with the mods, which you have to farm. Or you can trade that for um, the in-game currency because there is a trading system within the game where people will trade um, mods or the prime weapons and stuff for the in-game currency plats. But it's like not an expensive cost unless it's something insanely rare. Like there's mods that appear um, events once a year. Like those mods will be expensive. But I mean, they're going to appear again, like just later in the year. They hit a once a year event they have, for example. And then, you know, as the later some time passes from that initial event, the, pl the plat cost is going to be higher. But that makes sense. But it's not like an essential um, mod you need. I mean, it can make certain builds better, but... Even with just the base mods you farm in the game, you can make extremely powerful uh, builds for your uh, frames, weapons, and melee weapons. Pretty much, uh, yeah, that's what you pay for. Like I said, you can use the platinum to trade for mods, but most people don't do that. Like they'll just farm it because it's like kind of a waste of plat. You can just get the mod. How much does platinum cost to purchase it? They have different um, amounts, so it's like I think it's I think it's five, ten, twenty-five. I just know the top is like two hundred dollars, then it's one hundred dollars, then it's fifty dollars, and twenty-five dollars, and then ten and five dollars, I think. Mm -hmm. But however, every day you log in, you have a chance to get a twenty percent discount, fifty percent discount, or seventy-five percent discount. That's the only time I buy plat or when I'm going to do Prime Access. That's just me, though. So one of the things I really respect a lot about uh, Digital Extremes for Warframe is they really design the game that when you're using the plat, it's literally just to cut time. The whole idea of the game, you know, is to farm for different items, to craft different weapons. Um, they had a thing, um, it had an option in the marketplace where um, there's a thing uh, called called Kubros, which is a, basically a space dog. In the marketplace, they had that you can get a random fur pattern. It was a random fur pattern and random, oh, color, that was it. It was basically a slot machine. So the in-game cost was 67 cents, but a player used it 200 times. So Digital Extremes noticed this. Mind you, this could have made them a lot more money, but they got rid of the, they got rid of the uh, option on the marketplace because it destroyed the whole spirit of Warframe, which is, you know, to farm for items, basically. Because this was just to get a random fur pattern and color, which they didn't like. And the community really respected that. And I respected that too as a company. I mean, they chose, they had an option to make a lot of money, but they got rid of it because it just destroyed the whole spirit of the game. Because a lot of people will say, oh, Warframe is free to play done right, because that's what they do, you know. And they have a lot of community involvement too. Like, uh, there is a meme that appeared, um, I think it was 4chan on the video game subboard, where uh, there is a Grenier enemy that was with the players in the eggs. They're like, oh, I want to take this little guy home. And they drew like a funny artwork with him, and they actually made him into a character that he's in one of the quests in the game, and his name is Clem. And there was another time they did this where um, there's an enemy type called Corpus, and is a uh, Corpus crewman. He fought this um, infested enemy called uh, Forid that's pretty strong, and the Corpus crewman won. So people just started calling this guy John Prom and started making up this ridiculous exaggeration. It's pretty much like Warframe Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> so then they added this guy in one of the levels in a Warframe where it's pretty rough. Like you have to play this 
map for like I think it's like an hour. Like he takes a long time to appear and he rarely appears and then he's very difficult as well. You need like a exact team setup to help fight him. And then you beat him, you get this in-game poster that you can decorate your ship with. I forgot to mention that too, you can decorate your ship. That's like late. Yeah, I saw that uh whenever I was walking around the ship and you know, trying to customize my character and all that, it had the ability to add decorations to my ship. I'm like, what is this? So, but obviously since I just started the game, I didn't have any decorations yet, so I was like, okay, this is weird. I don't even know what this is, but now that you explain that, I'm just like, oh, okay, I can swag out my ship, the inside of my ship, as well as the outside of my ship, my character, my weapons, you know, it's just complete swag party. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, guys, you can do some crazy decorations. Like my, So you can add the Sims to the minutia of games that make up Warframe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, yes, was, uh, there was someone else on my ship, and awesome. I put him in a pool and pulled the ladder up. He died. Um, so let's talk about the replayability of this game, because um, it sounds to me like there is just so much into this game that you can do and replay it over and over again, not only because of the farming aspect, but you know just all the different missions. Um, I noticed... so. Whenever you're picking your missions, it's based in our solar system here. And I believe, it, just correct me if I'm wrong, Julian, but were you able to go to every single planet in our solar system within the game? Yes. I mean, you have to, like, unlock... You have to basically... The first thing uh, you do, ideally you should do when you have the if you start the game, is like basically start completing the missions, because then you can slowly go through all the planets in our solar system, and they add additional areas that are not in our solar system. But yeah, because um, every node will connect. You do the the uh, missions in the planets, and then you'll go to a segment. It'll be like um, Earth segment or Jupiter, and then you do this little like mini mission where you fight this like it's almost like a pretty much a boss battle. And then you fight this, um, it's just going to be another frame with certain weapons, pretty much. But it's one of the base frames. And then you go and move on to the next planet. Junction, that's what it is, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Like, uh, Earth Junction, Jupiter Junction. And these junctions are also essentials because you can get um, additional segments to your ship. Which is, you know, you'll have access to other things in your ship. Like, you can, oh, now you can have uh, this thing called Void Relics. Which is, that's how you get the prime weapons and the prime frames. So you do this by doing a, um, a junction. And you can also just get uh, blueprints and um, I think quests as well. So you actually like, it's like encouraged that you do the different missions and the planets and then do the junctions and just try to complete the entire solar system. Yeah, and you also told me that there was the ability to craft these items that would give your ship different abilities as well, and it could help you within your missions. Oh yes, um, so there's the other base ship, which you'll you'll see that in like every Warframe poster, like that base ship. That's a Lisset. There's a Mantis, and there's two other ones. So what this is is you can uh, get the ship pretty much, and what it'll change the like um, what is it? You know how you're loading in and shows your ship flying mm -hmm. with all your other squad mates. So it'll that'll be different, obviously. And on top of that, there is a, a gear item you can equip where um, you summon your ship to do something, and depending on what the ship is, it'll change what the ability is. Like your base, the base ship you start with, it'll reset the alarms in the map, and I think the cooldown is uh, ten minutes. So it's like it's like a, just a little minor thing to help, pretty much. The other one is a carpet bomb. The other one is a rapid gunfire, and the and the other one is it drops a, like a medical pod to help heal. Speaking of healing, is there? I didn't. When we were playing, I was getting my butt kicked. But is there a way to heal your frame, not just your shields, but your actual frame? 
Oh, like the health? Because it's like two... So, for those that are listening and don't know, the health is two-tiered. It's almost like Halo 1, where you have this rechargeable shield, and then you have this HP that does not regenerate. Yeah, exactly. You have to get these drops, um, health orbs, and then, of course, there's energy orbs, which is for your Warframe abilities. Um, There are, though, a lot of frames that can heal, uh, quite a few, and... uh, or they increase the chance to drop um, health orbs, so it's another way of support, pretty much. Um, there's like main support frames are Trinity, Harrow, um, Oberon, new one they released recently, Hildren. She's support in a way that she can cleanse status effects, and she gives you massive overshields, which is pretty fun. We have pretty much just health pickups. There's certain mods too, like there's a mod for your melee weapon called Life Strike, where uh, you hit an enemy and then you gain health back. So when you have your profile and you have your frame, you can make different frames within your profile, is that correct? Yeah, you can actually have different loadouts, but the loadouts is just like it loads everything quick. Like I own all the frames, but I have like loadouts where it's like this weapon, this frame, it's at this, um, it's gonna be like a sub sub loadout pretty much. Cause like when you select your frame, for example, and you go to upgrade, the upgrade tab, you'll have like um, loadout A, B, and C. And you can actually name those tabs too. So you can say like, you know, um, hunting, build, like if you're trying to find items and something, so you have massive loot radar. And the first one can be like DPS build. The other one's like, um, oh, I use this one for elite onslaught sanctuary. That's actually another end game thing. Just remember that right now. Yeah, like, like I said, lots of this game. And so you have a, um, your um, items that you collect that you farm for is just one big pool for your profile, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many different frames are there? So there are 57 Warframes. This is considering, though, the Prime versions and the Unprime versions. And the only difference is the Prime versions look shiny and slightly better base stats. But I, what I mean by the base stats is health, armor, or energy pool. Nothing to do with the power, the range, the efficiency, which is, the, that's the meat of what makes your frame strong. Like I can have a base frame, but if my mods are strong, it's gonna be better. But if I have like the same mod loadouts in a base frame and a prime frame, prime frame will be better because it's tend to have higher energy pools, which is nice, but it's absolutely not necessary. Okay, so for the standard free-to-play player, how many frames are available? Oh, uh, standard free-to-play, same amount, because you can craft all the prime frames. Oh, okay, so you can craft them. Yeah, exactly. The The Prime Axis will just have you, you will have it immediately, like in the marketplace, but you can craft all of them. Now, they'll vault... Kind of like how Disney vaults their stuff. Um, Warframe will vault certain uh, Prime frames, but they always re-release it. They always do. Like the ones they recently unvaulted were um, Frost Prime and Ember Prime, and it's kind of nice because say you didn't do the Prime Axis back in the day, you can actually choose if you want to choose to buy and get the Prime accessories, which is just a swag. But when they unvault it, there are relics that will unlock them. Okay, so there's 57 Primes currently. I know. As we're recording this, we're recording on Thursday, the 4th of April. The company who makes the game is actually about to release, or they're about to announce another frame that's going to be released, so that's going to make 58 different frames that you can play as. Yeah. So just the replayability of each frame, customizing each frame, you know, farming all items to be able to customize those frames is just immense compared to any other game that you would be, you know, playing. Yeah, it's pre-play. it's huge because like it's not just the weapons; the frames pr- play um, so differently. Like for example, Titania is like a butterfly frame. It's like the Wasp or Marvel. She will shrink. It's gonna feel like you're playing Archwing mode where you can fly, and you see everyone. It's it's kind of cool because like like uh, just visually, you'll see everyone bigger. 
But when she's that tiny, she's mega powerful and insanely fast. Um, like she, she feels like you're playing the Wasp. Um, when you're playing as Rhino, if you build him, he's a he can up power strength and um, he's a tank. So you feel like you're playing the Hulk. Like his ultimate is he slams his foot on the ground. All the enemies are like in the air and it's like like slow motion. They're slowly falling. And then um, my the character I played as um, Volt, which I mentioned earlier. I made him like the Flash. Like it's a melee build. He's very fragile, but this is a thing they um, added to later. Like you know, in like most um, a lot of like third-person shooters, like the the what is it? The AI just basically aimbots. It just automatically aims. The way they made this, they they hit this an update like I don't know how long ago, but the faster you move, the less like the enemies can't hit you because you're moving too quick. So that's how I play that character. Mm-hmm. I have that same character that I'm. Um, like fashion frame that's another like in-game slang they say where you you know design your character visually to look a certain way so i made mine's like one other one like thor same character but i made him cast mass electricity and he has a hammer that he can throw (laughs) (laughs) you know it's the same frame but i'm playing him differently because of how i build him differently well and you mentioned like supports and stuff and and scott and i played a bit uh this afternoon and you know i'm an overwatch guy and lucio's my main and so anytime I get to like heal the team and stuff, so I definitely <laughs> want to go back in. Of the games I think we've played on the podcast, this is the one where I'm most like, oh yeah, this this fits me. So I'm I'm looking forward to checking out snowboarding and all that stuff. What's what's uh, really cool too is like uh, this one of the like this frame is pure support uh, Trinity. Like uh, you can build her to be super support. Like honestly, like her ultimate heals every heals um, shields and health back to max. And can give a certain like armor to the team based on the power strength, but that's just her. You can make your weapons mega powerful, and if you build them right, you can still do more damage to some of the DPS frames on your team depending on how they built it. That's what's cool. Like it's very uh, flexible. And there's like a very mathematical formula that you were telling me about for building some of your frames. Yeah, correct? that's that's another thing I love about this game. A lot of times in a game when you reach code like you know end game. The power kind of um you get diminishing returns not this game like if you can math it you can do it and i love that like um for example with just for consistency i'll use the same one volt like okay um there's certain mods that can um proc so my volt base power string is 337 when you proc certain mods it goes up to 442 which is insane and say i have another uh frame his name is uh nidus he's a uh, tank um, support frame and the way he works is that like when he links himself to an ally he increases the power strength that's another plus 170 percent then there's another frame um equinox he can increase your power strength by 60 percent so that's already um almost 200 percent additional power strength to my 442 so now my speed is going to be insane and like uh it'll make the reload speed faster for the team and the melee speed faster for the team as well and say I was a caster volt, the one I based off Thor, where it's massive um, burst damage, it'll just do insane damage because now his power strength is that high and it have that much range, and now I can just like pretty much map wipe. So what you're saying is there's not that much replayability. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. It's it's phenomenal because yeah, you can like you can have team setups where you all complement each other or increase your power strength to insane amounts. And you just like destroy the maps. Like when you start the game, like you know, you destroy like seventy enemies, eighty, then hundreds of enemies, and like super end game. Like even if you're fighting level sixty enemies, you can kill thousands of enemies. Yeah, I think uh, Jeff and I played a mission that was we had to. Uh, what was it? We had to protect some Warframe pod, 
and there was waves of enemies coming at us. And I know, Jeff, you had, what, like 200 kills, and I had like 100-something kills? Yeah, because I, I played more of the aggressive style. I was up in their faces, and uh, that was the most fun I had with the game, was doing that mission where they're just waves and waves of enemies. Like, in Halo Reach, one of my favorite modes was the firefight, and they don't have it anymore, but that was just just what I like, co-op in there and just slaying enemies over and over and over again. And it didn't get old because the action was a lot of fun. Yeah, and we only did what? Uh, we did one set of waves, and then it asked us if we wanted... Ten waves. Well, yeah, okay, it's ten waves. And then it asked us if we wanted to continue to get a better reward. So we did another reward, and that was another ten waves. And then after that was over, it asked us if we wanted to do another one. Um, we, we actually stopped there, but, I mean, I, I don't know how many how many waves... We stopped there because you were getting you shredded. Going. Survival's endless, uh, defense is endless, yeah, interception is endless. You can just keep going away. It's just going to make the enemies higher level, but yeah, you can just keep going. Wow, so yeah, you can, <laughs> there's a replayability on that alone as well. Yeah, just the, the way, the different ways you can play with the different frames is amazing, and I, that's what I love a lot about it. Like, I I own all the frames. I have a lot, most of them, um, quite a few of them, the Warframe specifically, like, modded out very well. So when I play, like, for example, Frost, um, I have two augments with him that increases his uh, crowd control and he has so much range he he has four abilities um an ice blast that hits one target and will freeze him the second one is an ice wave that's conal the third one is a globe that originates from him that uh basically is like a shield so you'll fight within that globe you can shoot outside of it you and enemies cannot shoot into it neither can your allies so you kind of be careful when you use that you can destroy the globe though which a lot of people don't know with your one ability and then his ultimate is avalanche where he freezes all the enemies and also does damage as well so my build with him is i maximize the range and have two augments that when i do ice wave it'll make um the floor icy for 12 seconds and the enemies move insanely slow plus my ultimate i can also just freeze them on the spot as well that's him you know and it's very slow calm mellow way of playing and then i got speed vault where i can run around super fast killing everything with a melee weapon rhino a tank you know if you like the Hulk, like it's Saren, the poison one. I my friend jokingly called her Thanos Prime because uh, with her ultimate, and you make your energy color gray, it literally looks like the disintegrate to ash. And she's one of the top. I think she currently is the top DPS frame, but it's because it's mass AOE DPS with her abilities. But I mean, there's still a bunch of frames that can do good DPS. And so the game is a uh, PVE, correct? There's no PVP. Uh, there is PVP. Uh, it's like your standard PP modes, like, you know, I think free-for-all, team annihilation, uh, Kappa points, and another one which is uh, called Lunaro, which is, um, I never played it, but I did, like, uh, look up, I do know a little bit about it, look up into it, it's like you have this ball and you have to throw into a goal, so it kind of reminds me of, um, like, I don't know, like, Blitzball for Final Fantasy X, as an example. It's not like it's now not you're like football, language. But, you know. Just saying, like they have like a a sport within the game. Yeah, we played Brawlhalla last week, and that was our favorite thing was playing soccer. So <laughs> yeah. now uh, it might be your thing. It really was. Uh, how much? Like I, I've never really played Destiny or games of this nature. How much of what you grind out and build your character goes into PvP? Because to, on to me, on paper, it would seem like someone like you who spent countless hours playing. I jump in uh, with my level eight or whatever. You're just going to steamroll me. Or how, how does that work? That's what's good. Um, when you do PvP, there's only PvP mods. That's it. So um, you have to, if I want to, so like 
me who's never done PvP, if you jump into PvP and same with I, we're gonna be at the same playing field. Because I don't have any PvP mods to, you know, for my weapons or my frames. No, I won't have an advantage. You have to, the PvP mods you have to earn by playing PvP. Hmm. So somebody who's been playing PvP for a while will, will have a little bit of an advantage over you, but not a whole lot. Yeah, and they try to do a lot of balance um, for of it. Like, uh, they change the way the abilities work in PvP. Because if certain frames could have their full power from PvE to PvP, as Jeff was saying, like, you would be demolished. <laughs> like, Sarah would win all, always, because she'd just do her ultimate, your death. <laughs> well, Jeff, uh, what do you think about your seal for this game? Uh, this is my favorite game we played. Uh, I, I had so much fun. I was really surprised. Like, I knew about Warframe, and I've seen some videos. Or And I, even when it released on Switch, I was like, oh, that does look kind of good. But I just never got around to playing it. And it's insanely fun to play. I'm going to be going back to it, uh, where a lot of the games we played before I probably won't touch again. Uh, so this is a, a big thumbs up for me. Very nice. Um, and if you were disappointed with Anthem, go to this. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's been a lot of negativity around Anthem, but this is a great game and there's no reason not to try it. Um, I just dropping in real quick. Um, my username, I play on the PC. Uh, my username in Warframe is Eternal underscore Primus. Um, like I one of the best things about this game I love is very friendly community. Very rarely you encounter toxic players and players are good to each other, try to help with information. And in my case, you know, someone requests something. If I see something on someone's wish list, I'll typically gift them to them. And you see that a lot of the community. It's really cool. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, this definitely uh, gets... Scott, what do you feel about this uh, game? It definitely gets my seal of approval. Um, it was definitely fun. It was just... I, I Honestly, I was blown away by the UI that I was like, uh, do I even need to play this? This is freaking awesome. Just walking around the ship and doing stuff on there. And I didn't even know what the hell I was doing, but yeah, um, the, uh, the gameplay of it was really nice. It's very fluid. I was playing, you know, as a starting frame, but I had a bow and arrow and I was just sniping guys left and right. And it was just so satisfying to do that. I was just hitting headshot after headshot and the nice thing about it was every kill I got, as long as the alarm wasn't going off, I was getting stealth kills on top of it. So it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just a stealth sniping archer. What then? <laughs> yeah, it, that was, And we were both playing the same class, and we were playing very differently, which was really cool. Yeah, Jeff was running around like a major idiot, hitting people left and right. I'm like trying to snipe people and be like all quiet about it. He's like... All arms are going off. I will point out, I never got close to dying when we were dealing with those waves of enemies, but you several times were like, Help! Someone help me! (laughs) Yes, uh, my character was definitely more, uh, you know, stealth and uh, shoot people from a distance, whereas the enemy waves were up in my face so i was uh i down i was downed a couple times yeah it's 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 a uh, i love that like uh they had an event where um you have to uh fight this super weapon um a corpus made and from the sky there is this giant ship that shoots a laser so it's got this orbital cannon on you so my brother had the tank character he just he just stood there and when it was aiming at me, I was being like the Flash, just running super fast, like away from my team, so make, making sure it wouldn't hurt them. And it's just very radical play styles. So there's freaking laser beams in it too. Oh yeah, there's like really awesome laser weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you get your seal of approval, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I've been a founder, and I've always been a playing when they have the major updates, and I've seen how this game's evolved, and I mean, it's only going to get better. They're going to have a major update. I think they're going to try for later this year um, called Railjack, where it's like you're, um, you and your team are in this... Actually, yeah, like, you know how you're in your UI, that your ship is your UI? Mm-hmm. You're going to be in this ship, and you're going to have these this ship battles. Yeah, I know, right? With another um, ship, and then what'll happen is like they'll send an enemy um, enemies to raid your ships you have to kill enemies inside the ship and outside so now you've got assassin's creed black flag added into the gameplay (laughs) yeah like these epic space battles and then you have to um one of your teammates has to attack the ship like he'll be in the main controls and the other one has to exit your ship fly into their ship infiltrate it and try to destroy from the inside on top of that it's very cool and Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's something uh, that they're going to have later this year. Oh, and they're also going to have an, oh, another open world area called the Tau System. I don't know that's going to be for this year, but I know they're working on it. Oh, we didn't even touch on the open world system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, they added the Plains of Adelon. Uh, this is the first open world area, and uh, it's in Earth. So basically, you go to this um, area called Cetus, and there's different like vendors. where you can, That's where you can have like uh, mining, fishing... And you get those resources to help craft the modular melee weapons, which are called Zaws. And you also um, can hunt these giant creatures called Adalons. And then you can further get these um, weapons called Amps that you can, that are also modular, that you can uh, make and upgrade to fight these Adalons. And they're like pretty, quite difficult. Uh, that's another like endgame thing. Specifically, the there's three there's three Adelons. There's one you mainly fight in the that's for beginners, and then the later one is like, it's like you're fighting the God of Thunder. It's like these beams of light from the sky, and it's crazy. But my point is, is that like yeah, you can hunt those, and there's also missions within it that you get more standing within the um, Cetus community. And it gives you more access to different like different uh, weapon parts and stuff for your weapons, and that's in Earth and in uh, yeah Mercury. It's um, Fortuna. And their open area is called Orvalis. And um, same thing, uh, that you can craft um, secondary weapons. And there's bounties. And then you can fight this thing called the um, Prophet Taker, which is like this very difficult um, battle of this giant death machine. So yeah, it's like, and the open world areas are just very huge. And uh, there's different mission types you do in them, which is pretty cool. Like, it's like a five-part mission thing you'll do pretty much on the bounties. So if you're uh, listening to the podcast, uh, uninstall every game you have. <laughs> download this game and only play this game for the next year and a half. You'll be good. And like and like I said, mind you, they added the open world areas, which was like huge. Uh, actually, when they first announced the Earth one, um, so many people logged into Warframe, their servers crashed. And that's what they do. That's why they're not going to have a Warframe 2 because when they have these massive updates, it's like such all this new content that it feels like a sequel. Um, do we know how large the community is by chance? Uh, I think it's 50 million registered players. Wow. So And it's always one of the top... Uh, 15 or top 20 games always played at least on um, PC. We want to thank you for joining us. If you're listening on iTunes we ask that you would leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast. Leave us a 5 star review of course. If you want you can follow us on Twitter at Budget Arcade. From there you can join our Discord. You can also send any hate mail to us at budget.arcade at gmail.com Music is done by Stimmage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. His mucus is available as well. (laughs) Yeah, his (laughs) mucus is available as well. No. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us, and game on.
America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.